friend to friend. Yeah, so... Hello. Hello. <laughs> Our topic is belonging today, as you already know. And it, it's really... I chose this topic because we received a comment on the Google form last week. It wasn't a question. It was a comment. And I'm going to read it. Sometimes I feel like there's some parts of me that I don't share with even my closest friends, even if I do feel vulnerable with them. Like sometimes I feel lonely even in a room full of love and friendship. And so this person didn't really give me too much context or didn't really ask a question. But that comment really related to the topic of belonging and finding that place whether that's external or internal to be vulnerable so really quick what did you think about that question or th- or that comment <laughs> so when i first heard that comment the very first thought that popped to my mind was i can relate to that because I remember being in a situation where there was so many love, uh, there was so much love in one spot. There was, there were many of my friends who seemed happy, who really seemed open. And I thought to myself, why? And at that moment, I just didn't feel like I belonged there because I thought to myself, I don't know if I could if I could see myself in that situation where I can be vulnerable uh, vulnerable enough to others. I didn't, and there was a deeper sense within me that told myself or that I had was I didn't deserve that happiness or that love or that connection. And it all came down to me really thinking that I was not good enough for others that I did not accept who I was, who my real self was. So at that moment, yeah, everyone was happy. The whole room was full of love, but I wasn't particularly Mm -hmm. happy or didn't really have that love within me, didn't have that love for myself. So with that comment, yeah, I just find it so relatable and to me, I can relate to it. To others, maybe they can relate to it in the sense that they did have a, one moment in their life where they didn't belong. Yeah, definitely. And something that I completely relate to because I think I said before, like belonging, that's, that's, that's my life. As in, I've always struggled to find my place in the world for a long time. And even till now, it's it's still very confusing this question reminds me of actually the situation that happened i think last year in which i went to a retreat and when i went there everyone knew each other everyone had a good time and i was like what the hell am i doing here like very similar to you it's like it's not like i didn't feel like i deserved it i felt like i was put it in this i went i encountered a situation in which I didn't feel like I fit in with anyone. And when you go on a retreat, you're kind of stuck there for like three days. And so imagine yourself just being in a place in which you don't feel like you belong. Everyone's having fun, just love and everything. But you just want to cry and run away because you feel lonely in a house full of people and a house full of, you know, quote unquote love and and belonging and vulnerability maybe for maybe for them but for you it's like shit i'm all alone and so honestly when i was reading that reading that comment i was like holy shit did i did i write this last night <laughs> like while i was like sleepwalking or sleep writing like was this my comment because i can totally relate to that to that story so if that person was here the person who wrote the comment, I think I might ask, how do I navigate this? The sense of loneliness and not 
really belonging to this group of people? I think, well, between you and me, we're, I believe we're still, we're still struggling in some sense with how do we belong in this world. And so although we can't really give the audience like this full-out advice on how to really find a sense of belonging, but through this discussion, through this discussion, I hope that you, Anthony, and I will be able to at least dive deep into this situation, dive deep into this topic, and really just not, I wouldn't say figure out how to, how to, to get to that sense of belonging, but more like, what is it with this idea of belonging that makes it so complex, that mm-hmm. makes everyone be able to relate to it, but still struggle to find that answer? Yeah. And the crazy thing is, this reminds me of this time when I was talking to this very popular guy. I won't mention his name. I'll keep him anonymous, but super popular guy in my school. Like high ranking in terms <laughs> of social status. Um, and very involved with school. And we had a conversation one time. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I think in that moment we were, we were able to connect in some way. And I think I told him about kind of my situation with belonging and how I don't belong and I feel weird and lonely. And he told me this. Him and his group of people, which is like super popular people. One day they went to a room and they just cried. And I was like, wait, what? Why, why were you guys crying? And he was like, because we all felt lonely. And I was like, wait, what? Like in my head, I was, I was so confused. I was like, you're the most popular guy in the world. One of the most popular guys in the school. You're hanging out with a bunch of popular people. Yet you still feel lonely. And to me, like at that, being what, like 16, 15, 16. I was like, shit, I want, I want to become popular, you know? Yeah, I mean, everyone would like to be popular, actually. Yeah, I wanted to be liked. I wanted to have a lot of friends. But it was so... In that moment, it felt so odd to me. But at the same time, it felt it made sense for some reason that even though this guy has such a high status, like social status, him and, and his friends, his group of friends, still felt lonely and still had a hard time finding their place in the world, which is so interesting to me. Wow, I've never heard of something like this. I mean, I guess I figured that if you were to be quote-unquote popular, you must have a lot of people that like you, and there's someone within that group that is bound to make you feel like you belong here in this world. But after hearing the story you shared, that is... Wow. Yeah, I mean, popular doesn't mean anything. It's, it's, a very, it's a very superficial concept, but I think just for making things, I guess, more, make it more digestible, because that's the language of, like, high schoolers, because I definitely yeah. wasn't there. But, of course, I do, I, I don't like the idea of using the word popular as well, because in a way, it creates a sense that, you know, it creates a sense of separation yeah among people for sure and what if you're not popular right yeah you, you create this inferior inferiority like thing yeah in your head and you're like shit this person's pop especially if you're you came from like a socially awkward introverted background it's like shit this person's popular oh my god yeah you know what i mean anyways i also had another friend that said even amongst her friends and this is someone like i said of very well respected has lots of friends and everything even among her friends, she can't be vulnerable, like truly vulnerable. And I don't, to admit that you can't reveal who you are to people. So people don't really share that often. And so it's really hard to get a, to yield, like to get a sense of how many people are dealing with an issue like this. But I mean, if you look at 
just statistics, like anxiety and depression and everything. I don't know the stats exactly, but if I remember correctly, it's it's pretty high. And I think it's higher than it's ever been. And so I think a lot of people are struggling with this. And so I guess when he's when my friend, the guy who said the guy who said um that he was lonely, even when he was like a popular kid at school. It kind of I just felt relieved because I wasn't the only person dealing with that. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's really great that you're able to figure out that you're not alone. And I think it's so important to be able to talk about this because I remember going through elementary school, middle school, high school thinking I thinking I was the only one dealing with the struggle because I've never heard anyone talk about it. And it was only until I, well, when I joined MHTL, that was when I met people who were, I guess MHTL created this, how should I say it, this space where we can really be vulnerable and create this place out of love. And I was able to hear stories from people where they talk about how they struggle to belong as well. And I believe it was because that because they were willing to, I guess, be open to others, be able to hear people out. It gave me the courage to share my story of how I felt like I didn't belong. And I remember from earlier, not in this podcast, Anthony and I were talking about um, about what it means to really belong. Like, what does true belonging mean? And like I, like I said from our discussion before we're having this recording right now, yeah, true belonging is basically, um, or to me, what I think true belonging is, 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 is accepting yourself for who you are instead of finding acceptance from others. And I believe you had a quote about true belonging. Would you like to share that? Yeah. So it was by Brene Brown, and I forgot how it goes exactly, but she basically said that belonging, the sense of true belonging, cannot, should not be negotiated by, like, should not be negotiated, negotiated externally. That is something that you carry yourself and that when you negotiate it with other people now they have kind of they have your heart in a way and and they can put that to jeopardy at the same time so a lot of us when we go around in life at least from what i've seen and my what i've seen is very limited because it's just high schoolers but what I've seen, especially in high school, is that people go from group to group to group, hoping to belong, thinking that they can they can only rid of the feeling of loneliness when they find a place, find their tribe, and so they jump from place to place to place, group from group to group to group, hoping that finding their tribe will make all the problems go away. And the point Brene Brown was trying to make was true belonging. And it's it's very similar to what you you said was true belonging comes from that self-acceptance, coming from that place that that instead of going out and seeking for that validation that you really want, and it's okay to want that validation. I, I think we all can agree that being a part of community is fucking awesome, right? But true belonging comes from you accepting yourself and you putting yourself out there no matter what other people think of you. Even if that might jeopardize the relationship with your group, you choose to be your most authentic self. And when you can be your most authentic self, you might not belong to a certain group, but you belong to yourself. You belong to the world. And if you're religious, you belong to God. So 
I actually want to ask you a question. So yeah. I know that you had jumped from group to group at some point or like jump from one place to another, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so was there anything that you learned from doing that? Like in the process, what kind of thoughts did you have? Or what kind of lessons were you able yeah, to learn? Yeah, I definitely that? learned something. High school is the worst place to be your most authentic self or to find your most authentic self. 95% of the people at my school, at least, of my high school. They played the game that we talked about, which is the game of social status. Yeah. The game of trying to get good grades and bragging to everyone. The game of not getting enough sleep and then bragging to everyone. Like, all these stupid games. <laughs> and, of course, that's where that's where people were at. And that's where, you I mean, even I was at at a certain point. But it's very, very hard to find your true self and to find a place of belonging, a true belonging, when everyone around you is very is looking for something on the surface. And actually, I was talking to a friend yesterday, and she's very authentic. And we, we've talked a lot, and she's very authentic. She's very real, and she processes her emotion and everything. But every time she, she brings up her friends... It's like they're the exact opposite. Like they don't know how to process emotions. They play these manipulative games. They say something, but don't mean it. And they say so- they say something else and are not sure about what they just said. And it's very very challenging for her because, I mean, who else are you going to hang out with in high school? You hang out with the people in your class, right? But there's not that maturity that's there, and especially when you go to MHTL and like. You learn how to be vulnerable. You learn how to be courageous, and when everyone else around you, it's not like it's not like you're on a higher level. It's just the people around you have not understood what it means to be to be vulnerable. I'm sorry. It can be like really, really hard to connect with the people around you. And that's why we have programs like MHT L, right, or MHTC, whatever. <laughs> you enjoy. Um, sorry, I totally forgot what question you were asking. All right, no, I was just asking what kind of lessons you learned while you were jumping from one group to another. Like, did you ever find yeah. a sense of belonging, or are you still struggling with it? What progress have you made? I th- like, like you said, the process of belonging starts with self acceptance, and I also think it starts with finding your voice. Anthony Lay, on his last lesson at MHTL, said, stand for something or fall for everything. And that's always stuck because that's exactly, it's super related to belonging. If you want to find true belonging, you have to know who you are. What are your values? What are your desires? What are your dreams? What are your boundaries? What feelings do you feel often? What, the, what are your needs? Figuring all that out and accepting yourself, that's the first step. And then once you figure that out, then you can go out to the world. But if there's no awareness of yourself, it's very, very easy to get into the, the cycle of validation seeking and codependency where you go around just you know, tap people on the shoulder and say, hey, do you like me? And they're like, no. Okay, and then you move on. Do you like me? No. Do you like me? No. Do you like me? Yes. Yay. I'm liked. And then five years later, oh shit, we went through something and now they don't like me. So I got to move on. It's this the cycle of validation that never ends. And so self-awareness is, the, is what I learned. It's like, you got to figure that out first. And then the second thing is once you find out who you are and what, what you stand for and the people you're willing to stand with, then when you go out in the world, for some reason I have this filter. It's really weird. It's like, if you don't have the same, if you don't have self-awareness or like lack self-awareness and talk in a very superficial manner, my subconscious mind just filters you out of my life. It's super weird. I don't know if it's a bad thing. I'm pretty sure that I have ignored people because I have that filter. But when I go around the world, like subconsciously, like if you, especially high schoolers, because they talk in a very superficial level, I just filter them out. 
and I just move on to the next person. And I guess I guess it sounds kind of aggressive a little bit, huh? It's kind of like I mean, ignored, ignored. Okay, it's I mean, at least you're being polite with them, right? I you're addressing their existence, I guess. Like for example, oh hey, yeah. I I mean, you're willing to talk to them if they talk to you, but I guess you wouldn't consider them as a person you would go to if you're ever yeah dealing sure. with anything, or you wouldn't really consider them as a friend, right? And it's super subconscious. Like I don't even think about it. It's just it's of course I acknowledge them, but they're they don't enter my life. Which is really weird. That's, I don't know if that's something that everyone should do or everyone should try out. But one thing that it made sure was that I only hang out with people that I enjoy being around. And I really, really appreciate you know, these people. And that they also enjoy my company. And so, I kind of already told you that for a long time in high school, I was trying to be popular when I stop trying to become popular and when I start filtering out people that I just, a lot of these people that are more surface level, they're very draining, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where they're at. Respect. That's where they're at. They're figuring things out, but I have to move on. And I realized that I don't have, I'm not popular. I don't have a, load of friends i don't have like a million friends around me but i'm so okay with that because the few relations that i do have they're absolutely phenomenal right yeah and i think that, that can only really happen if you figure out yourself first really and know what you want as well yeah. yeah i think it's i don't think it's weird that for you to actually filter out uh, fil- to filter that out i think it's you setting boundaries because you know what you want. You know what is draining you. And so you set that boundary and it's not wrong at all. I mean, in fact, as long as it's not you, you know, aggressively (laughs) telling people, Hey, you're superficial. I don't want to be around. you." No, that's gonna, (laughs) that's not a nice thing to do, but being able to set that boundary and say, Hey, I mean, I know you're at this point in life where you're still trying to figure yourself out. Although I do respect you trying to figure things out, I'm going to move on and find people who are at my level. I think that is a great way of of setting a boundary for yourself to keep yourself healthy, but also not to, how should I say, not to let others drag you down in a way. Yeah, and just to make it clear, it's not like I'm on a higher level. At least on a superficial level, like it might sound like that, but I I don't think it's, a matter of that I'm on a higher level and they're on a lower level. It's more of we mature in different ways and I want to meet people in my maturity. Whether that means there's no... I, I, fuck, I don't even know if I'm saying this right. But it's okay. It, I mean... Like, everyone matures differently. Yeah. People mature differently. And so I like to hang out around with people that are about the same maturity as me. Actually, no, I'm just butchering this. I guess in a way, I like hanging out with people that are more mature. And so the people that are emotionally not mature, as in like don't know how to deal with their feelings or anything like that, I tend to move them on. I try to be like super like, oh, it's not, it's not your, it's not your fault or like. Wait, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. You sort of let them, or I guess what you're trying to say is that basically you really like to be around people who f- who at least are emotionally I try mature. not to offend people. Like that whole last bit of me trying to talk, I'll just try not to offend anyone. But remember, we have to be our, or we don't have to, but this is a place for us to be our authentic selves. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, that's the truth. Write me freaking hate mail. Send, send Google Forms to be like, I hate you, Anthony. You're not on my level, Sen. <laughs> no, but yeah. I, I have an idea of what you mean. You want to be around people who are emotionally mature. And if that means that, I mean, I know for sure that you're not going to push, or in a way, people who are not at that level of maturity as mm-hmm. you are, or I shouldn't use the word maturity. Uh, I mean, sorry, I mean, I shouldn't use the word level, but you want to be around people who are emotionally mature as you or maybe Mm -hmm. even more to people who are still figuring things out yes they do drain yourself 
And, and so I kind of want to address that a little bit mm-hmm. for the people that are still figuring things out for the people that are socially awkward or like shy and don't know what to say in social situations. Like, sure. I don't spend my time with those people because I've, I've kind of went through that stage already. And, but I, I tell you right now, like my heart really, really goes out to them like on a really, really deep level because I know how much pain it feels to be lonely and what it feels to to be by yourself when you want people to be around you. It's just the most painful feeling in the world. And I would like to mention that, yeah, it really is painful. I mean, both you and I have been um, in a situation where we were first very socially awkward. We were both Mm -hmm. shy. And I found that, let's see, wait, have I talked about my experience with MHTL through this? I don't a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but um, sorry, we just talked about this is our third recording. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember what exactly was part of this specific recording. Just say it. Yeah, but basically, so I remember when I was at Amish TL. Yeah, and I found that place where we get to be vulnerable and where we get to be vulnerable and be ourselves. And I believe that, yes, I was courageous enough to actually be open. I mean, I was really shy when I first joined MHTL. And I was able to have that courage to actually finally be open. But I wouldn't say that it was because of the people there that was willing to accept me. I don't think it was that that case where it made me feel like I belonged. I, I found that I found that sense of belonging within myself. That because I was, I saw so many people being vulnerable, so many people having that courage to be themselves. I made the decision to really take that courage and finally be myself. I believe that for me at that moment was when I truly felt like I belonged. Truly be being able to accept myself truly accept myself my authentic self and from that I was able to finally be my authentic self in front of others that was when I felt like I truly belonged not when people were willing to accept me but when I was willing to accept myself and the funny thing is when you accept yourself you become so much more magnetic in the sense of people can sense that you're you're confident and you're secure and people very people gra- like gravitate towards that energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean because yeah. was it? Because when you're confident when you're confident, you pretty much exert this energy where you're fi- you're a little bit more outgoing, you're a little bit you're really being yourself and that authenticity really attracts people because they see that you that you're happy with yourself, I guess in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so really quick, I want to go back to the comment just to make sure that we address it fully. Yeah. Um, so again, the comment was, sometimes I feel like there's some parts of me that I don't share with even my closest friends, even if I do feel vulnerable with them. Like sometimes I feel lonely even in a room full of love and friendship. And I think there's there wasn't a lot of context here. So it's very hard to get a real sense of what the situation is. I'm sure we get an essence and feeling of it, but exactly what is the situation? And so I, I, I was thinking about this comment and I thought to myself, okay, there's a room full of love and friendship, yet you feel lonely. What that tells me is, from what I can understand, is, is that because there's love and belonging with the people around you, but you yourself don't feel connected with them. Or the second alternative that I thought of was, or was it because you have like a really, really 
what you want to be vulnerable vulnerable about is something you're not ready to share with the world yet. And so that's why you might feel that you can't share it. But then again, the person brought up that that, that they were lonely. And so I was just really curious, like, Jackie, like, what do you, what would you say to this person? You don't have to give him, give him or her advice, but they're going through something that we've both experienced. How would you respond to that? Well, I would say, first off, I feel you. I can relate. I had this happen to me with the, during my life and how I was able to, I, how should I say, move forward was to really first off know what I want. First, I thought of, well, what exactly or how do I exactly see myself in the future or see my happy, successful self in the future? And I knew that I wanted to see myself really just be my authentic self. I want to see myself be able to interact with others in a way where I wasn't afraid of of losing myself, actually. I wanted to be my authentic self. And because I knew what I want, I figured that if I were in a situation where I was around superficial people, is that really where I want to see myself with? Because in high school, I used to be around superficial people. And I really, and I remember wanting to fit in with those people because I just didn't know exactly what I want. I thought that if I weren't to fit in with those groups, I would basically be an outcast. I wouldn't know where to go afterwards. But after realizing what I want was to surround myself with people who genuinely who just genuinely care about others who really want to share that love I knew that first off I had to separate myself away from that super from that superficial level but to be able to surround myself with that love and connection and although I know that to the person who wrote the comment that even in that situation where they felt that they were lonely, it really comes down to first figuring out what you want and being able to first and being able to also accept for who you are. I remember oh, I'm going in a circle. I'm sorry, but it's um, okay. No yeah. pressure. If anything, you can edit it out for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can edit. I I, I always say that, but I never edit anything out. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. If yeah. you want me to edit it out, I'll edit it out. You can edit out what we're saying about editing out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, but yeah, I would tell. Actually, can you just, okay, this is for you. Can you edit out the part where I just started talking about what I would tell the person? Because I think I was still trying to think of a way or I guess I didn't fully think of the question yet. So let me, so how about this? Just cut out what I said at the beginning, but give me a second to think about this so I okay. can say yeah. it concisely, but also not go in a circle. Okay, yeah, I'll give you space to do that. I think what you said, by the way, was good. I think... I think it was more like a background because I did mention first, because the person was actually talking about already being in a place of love and connection, whereas I talked about being in a place where there wasn't any. And this, 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 this is what I really want to talk about. That person said that they were in a place of love and connection. Mm-hmm. But it's a love connection that they feel, or is it everyone else around them feels love and connection and that they don't feel it? Because I can tell you this right now. when The lonely place, in places that you feel lonely, I, there's disconnect. Mm. And so I think I could be wrong. I think what this person is is telling us is that there's love and connection with everyone else around them, but they feel disconnected to that place. Oh. Does that make sense? Yeah, I didn't think about that. That was a great observation. <laughs> and like, for example, let's say, kind of kind of like my experience going to the, that retreat, I went there. It was love, like everyone knew each other. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like 
having fun. They were laughing. They were singing. You can see love and connection in the area, in the environment. But when where I was at, I couldn't connect to that energy. It's like everyone was on the same wavelength except for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess what I would tell you and what I would tell you is that it's okay to feel that way. Mm-hmm. And that it really comes down to knowing what we want. I mean, when you were at that retreat, did you... I want to run away. You wanted to run away? Yeah. But, I, sh- I probably should have done it. Like, looking back, if I were to go back to that time, I'd, I'd totally run away. Of course, you know, there's that complication where, you know, <laughs> where, where to, how to get back home. Screw or, that. Yeah. Let's go on an adventure. Let's run away. Because I think... Sure, maybe it is out of fear. Maybe it's because I'm, I don't feel like I belong and I'm scared to be around these people. But what does my true authentic self say? And I guess at that moment, you wanted to surround yourself with people that you could at least make you feel safe. Yeah. Or make you feel as though they won't judge you for your authentic self, at least. And I know that I wouldn't judge myself for that. And that's mm-hmm. why... When I say I run away, it's less of running back to my mommy or running back to my group friends. It's more of taking space. Like, we, we were in... Yeah. So, like, there are a lot of... This is, like... Okay, now I'm getting on details. Like, you guys will know what retreat I'm talking about for those that went. But there were, like, a lot of trees in nature. I would totally spend, like, 100% of my time out there with nature. And allowing myself to feel more than in the house. Because it wouldn't make sense to be in the house. Because mm. when, when you don't quite fit in. And the only issue... I, I can hear right now telling... Oh, shit. I probably shouldn't say his name, huh? Okay, how about this? <laughs> okay, start over. <laughs> I think we're getting too deep. Or, okay, not too deep. I mean, this is our authentic selves, right? But I feel like we're revealing a little bit too much information. And I don't know... No, if- okay. As my... Not like he was there. Oh, okay. But, but I, like, I probably shouldn't say his name because I, guess, I don't know. I guess in a way it shows almost like favoritism. Favoritism? What do you mean? Or how should I say it? I guess when you state one name and... I think he would totally tell me right now. I'll, I'll blank out his name so people don't know. <laughs> it's okay. It's going to sound so weird. Anyways would tell me right now you'd be running away from your fear you're not confronting it and that's basically what it is almost but how can i confront it though because the thing is when i was in that and i don't want to digress because i really want to try to help this person navigate it but i can tell you right now i quote unquote try to confront it i stayed in that house i journaled the shit out of like everything that was happening i made an effort I tried so damn hard to talk to every single person at that retreat. So damn hard. You have no idea. Like, I was crippling with anxiety. People were telling me I was weird. People were telling me to go away, literally. But I I still tried really, really hard to connect with people around me. But I couldn't. And so, from that, you know, this is me in the future. The most authentic thing would not be staying in that house. The reason is because I would... I was trying to fit in with everyone. Do you Does that make sense? Yes, I see. Yeah. So if you were to go back to that moment right now, would you see yourself being around those people? I, they're lovely people. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're lovely. Absolutely lovely. They're smart. Mm-hmm. They're intelligent. They're very spiritual and religious. But, but would you but have I, to be around them? I didn't belong there. And that's okay. And what I would tell the person that sent the comment was, well, I don't need to say anything because you, you, you already said it. Mm-hmm. Go on a journey to figure out who you are and what you stand for. Yeah. A great life, every great life has a great renunciation. That's what Zan Piran said. Every great life has a great renunciation, meaning every great life, there's this rebirth. A starting over and a starting over to find out who you are and what you stand for 
too many people are too focused on living the lives of their parents, living the lives of what they think is success, living the lives of, you know, like what social media has told them is good and what and great. But if you really, really want to find a place of belonging to the world, to God, to the universe, I really, really believe that it starts with going on an adventure. And I can't tell you what that adventure is because that's your adventure. And I know that you mentioned that group. They, like you said, they were lovely people. I mean, I'm pretty sure they stand for all these good things. But just because that group stands for all these good values, that doesn't mean you have to belong there. I mean, there are many groups out there who do have those similar good values. It's a... And I wouldn't say it's a matter of finding that group, but first off, finding out what you would like to stand for. What kind of goodness would you like to speak out? Mm -hmm. And, you know, after being able to go on a journey and figure out at least what you want or at least know a part of who you are, then I believe that afterwards, you'll be able to find a place where you meet where there are people who are willing to let you stand yes. up for those. And I can tell you this, your adventure will be very similar to this conversation. It's very, it's going to be very messy. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be very messy and that's okay. And as, as messy as it is, they're like these little gold nuggets that you pick up along the way in this whole mess of life and this whole conversation as well understand that that's just that's just how the journey is there's no linear path i have a quote from joseph campbell Mm -hmm. that i really want to read go for it so go something like this if you can see the path laid out in front of you step by step you know it's not your path your your own path you make with every step you take that's why it's your path. That's Joseph Campbell right there. And it relates really it relates a lot to what we're talking about. It's we can't give you the blueprint to belonging. I think we both found it in our own way. Yes. There's the general theme, but you're going to have to go on your own adventure. And if it was ideal, I'd say go travel the world. I think that's the best mm-hmm. At least from what I've seen. I haven't traveled the world yet. But I think it's one of the best experiences to figure out where you stand in in, in life. And if you really can't travel the world, I mean, journaling is good enough. I mean, I was able to figure out so many things just from me writing a letter to myself in my journal every single night. And just that simple act itself is enough to help you figure out exactly where you are in your mental state and also figure out what exactly do you want who you are those kind of questions and so this one more thing that i want to address is it's going to be like very similar mm-hmm. to what we've been talking about it's basically what we have been talking about but just kind of a little extra layer that someone yeah. might be dealing with go for it i think it was this question was asked at the Sundio, and I, I forgot exactly what, it, how it went, but it was something along, along the lines of this. I'm socially awkward. I'm shy, introverted. I'm trying really, really hard to, to learn all these social skills, reading a lot of books, but I still feel like I don't belong. I don't have that group of friends that I want. What do I do? And I think, of course, everything we've talked about, the first step is, finding yourself, right? Whatever, yeah. in whatever form that looks like. But I really believe that there's step B and C. There's steps after finding yourself, if you know what I mean. So, do you have any idea on what this person might, might want, want, to. want to do? Yeah. And, of course, right after being able to not only figure out what exactly you want or who you exactly want to surround yourself with, I would say afterwards, be, okay, 
it's easier said than done, but be confident in standing for what you believe in, being able to stand for what you found about yourself. Because without that courage to actually be able to do all of this, to be able to take action, there's there's really no way for us to actually be able to move forward from the situation. Because as shy and as socially awkward as we are, or as you are, or as I was, I remember, the hardest part was actually being able to have that confidence to finally set boundaries, to finally remo- remove myself from my my group of friends that were really superficial. It was, I had to make so many difficult but necessary decisions. And that all of that took courage. It took, there must be a will in order to remove myself in a situation where I didn't feel like I could really thrive. And so what I would tell you is it's okay to feel as if you're trapped in a situation, to feel as though, you know, because I'm socially awkward, I wouldn't, how can I, how can I possibly be more accepting towards myself? Well, you already, well, or I wouldn't say already, but you know what you want. You know who you are and who you can be. I would say, take that leap of faith. And that's like... Go watch our last episode. <laughs> yeah, go watch our last episode. That's a little, um, that's a little, um, how should I say it? Little hint for our podcast from last week. But yes, take that leap of faith. Be, because if you are unable to actually make that decision and be a little bit more open to your surroundings, to other people, then it's going to be very difficult to actually move on from that point. Yeah, and I wanted to ask this question because I think finding yourself and who you are, that's something that you you can do in your journal and on your reflection time, which is important. And when you find yourself, at least for me in my situation, when I thought I found myself and I knew who I was, taking action and a leap leap of faith was still really hard. Yes. And I would think to myself, I don't need to take the action because I already found myself. I think that taking, going on that journal adventure with yourself or traveling, that's the first step. I think the second step would be exposure, like taking action towards the thing that you really desire Yeah. multiple times. So let's say if you're socially awkward and introverted like me, what I did was I kept putting myself in that situation with other people over and over again. So the first step I'd say, the second step would be desensitization. Like keep putting yourself out there as many times as you can. If you live in a neighborhood or go to like college, every day before 10 a.m., go around your neighborhood, your community, and talk to people that are, are around there that are doing their thing, talk to strangers, open your mouth. And once you do that enough times, you might still feel nervous, but you know for sure that you're moving towards where you want to be, which is a place of belonging, right? And also a place in which you have friends that you will enjoy. You can, you can only do that if you talk to a lot of people. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, making uh, or like just starting up a conversation that could be saved for later. But even a simple hi to strangers is enough to at least give you the confidence to speak up. Because I believe that, you know, it's really cool that we're able to, how should I say it? Be able to go up to strangers, say, at least say hi or start small talk, have a conversation. And that really builds your confidence. And it's not that you will find a sense of belonging with the people you talk with the strangers you talk about. It's more as if you're finding the confidence to speak up. Yeah. And I can tell you if you go to like if you're in college or live in a, like a small community in like a small neighborhood, wake up every morning, do your morning routine, get ready, and then go walk outside for like 20 like 10 to 20 minutes talking to people around you. You will, I think you definitely will find belonging in your community, 
and in your place because you're connecting with people. And that leads to my last step that I believe needs to happen. And I'm on the step, so I'm still figuring it out. And so maybe this is something that you will resonate with, maybe not, I don't know. But you, can, you can't focus on this phase, phase three, which is care. You can't focus on that phase if you're, if you're constantly focused on yourself and improving yourself and focused on how to can become a better conversationalist. How can I get a date? How can I become like a better communicator? You can't, it's really hard to care for other people and make a conscious effort to do so when you're too focused on yourself. And I've been in this, I've been in a long, I've been experiencing this like, this long period in which I was too focused on myself. And I would try to focus on community, but it would fail every single time because I was so focused on how can I improve. But once you get to a place in which you feel, okay, I think I think I finally talked to people. I think I'm starting to make the friends I want. You get to the third phase, and this is the, probably the most important phase. You care. You care for people. If you want to make, if you want to find a, like a belonging on something bigger than yourself, you have to care. Whether that's your passion, whether that's other people, whether that's for a nonprofit, whether that's for, you know, helping kids in Africa find water or food or shelter, you need to care so much about your cause and the people that you are surrounding yourself with. And by doing so, I guarantee you, you'll find your place. You'll find true belonging. Care. That's the best marketing strategy in business. That's the best social strategy for like relationships. You have to care. But like I said, you can't get there if you're if you're too focused on yourself. Mm-hmm. And those are three beautiful steps, all like all summed up into this sh- this moment. You or all summed up in what you basically said. And I believe that when you say pretty much find a sense of belonging when when you're talking to others in community or what it means to find true belonging. Just because people, how should I say it? Just because people gave you the chance to actually speak up and be your authentic self, just remember that if if people in the community do go against you or do reject you, that doesn't mean that you don't have a place where you belong. You have to remember that, of course, always know what you want, who you are. And remember that it's important to learn to accept yourself as well and Mm -hmm. learn to at least know that you're valid in every way yeah and when people reject you and or talk shit about you in this journey which might happen which might not happen realize that maybe there's a reason for that and yes maybe that wasn't your community but pay attention to what what happened and play that in your head Okay, what did I do that caused the rejection? And sometimes it's because they're not for you. Sometimes it's because they were being aggressive or passive-aggressive and you don't want to surround yourself with that. And so they outed you. But other times, for me, I made the mistake. And owning that at the same time. Like, a lot of things you can't control and it's not that's not your fault. But for the things that you did interact with or the people you did interact with and the influence you did have, where might you have overcompensated or where might have you made a mistake in the and in the way you treat other people? And I honestly didn't realize this until I reached kind of the third phase that I talked about, which is caring. And when I start to tr- truly care for people, that's when I see, okay, I was very insensitive to people in this moment or in that moment. And realizing that, I think that's also important and owning your mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to actually also, you know, before we get to that point, just really be self-aware because I can see that, say, for example, you did make a mistake. That can be blown. You can, in your mind, 
your mind can blow out of proportion and say, oh, it's all your fault. You're the bad person. You made such a huge mistake. How can you forgive yourself? And honestly, that whole cycle, that habit, it's very toxic. It's very harmful. And so I would say to, first off, whenever you can, before you start, or how should I say it? So while you're self-reflecting and trying to figure out who you are, also understand that, yes, there are things that you can't control. There are mistakes that are bound to happen in the future, but also to not blow out of proportion. Like look at it through a practical sense almost and be able to know how to truly learn from it, not to take blame and beat yourself down, but to actually hold yourself accountable and also learn how you can improve. And yes, like for example, I used to be so shy and socially awkward. And so I wouldn't pick up these social cues. And whenever someone were to, I guess you can say, quote unquote, reject me, I would take it really hard because I didn't, or because it was easier for me to say that it was my fault than to actually think what I, or for me to think, what I can do to be better. And, you know, after being able to distinguish how, to distinguish what I could control and what I couldn't control, I finally realized what it means to actually really learn from my mistake. And so, yes, you're bound to make mistakes in the future. And, you know, that can make you feel as if you don't belong. But even so, learning from your mistakes is very important to knowing who you are, who you can be, and being able to also, um, how should I say it? Just being able to really find a, see, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought, but I believe, yes, learn from your mistakes and also know that you still have a, still accept yourself for who you are. Uh And even if you make so many mistakes, there's always room for improvement and uh, and basically just a room where you're still worthy enough to continue on moving forward in life and be able to find that sense of true self-acceptance, true belonging for yourself. And if you encounter any rejection or any failures, any mistakes, it's not the end of the world. Yes, yeah. it's okay for you to make any mistakes. I mean, we're all not perfect. And so I would say really understand what was going on in that situation, what you can or cannot control, and truly learn from that mistake and keep moving forward in putting yourself out there mm-hmm. and to take action. Well, I think that about wraps it up. Yeah, I think we're all good here. Thank you for being here and joining me. Yeah, and thank you for letting me be here and letting me talk with you about this. Yeah. All right. Peace. Yeah. Bye, everyone.